What's your life goal? And have you achieved it? Yeah, I married you. Aw, gross. You really need to go out there and make sure the whole world hates you. My butthole is all over the internet. A fine wine. She keeps me in the basement and pulls me out when she needs me. If I drink Sambuca, he's getting it. I bought a case. Can tell a lot about a person by the way their tits, pussy, or dick looks. You come near my cheeks and it's not going to be a good day for you, homie. (laughs) This is going to be special. Welcome to the Two Onions Podcast with Danny Daniels and Vic. What's up, guys? I'm Danny Daniels, and next to me is my husband, Vic, and we are here today with Laura Desire from Naked News. Hello. Hello. Hey, hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We chatted it up a little bit ago, a couple, I don't know, how long ago was that? A week? Two weeks? Who knows? I have no idea. No concept of time anymore. Yeah. <laughs> could, have been, could have been today. Could have been today. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we hit it off. So I wanted to have you on and chat with you and like, you know, be besties. We definitely hit it off and I was feeling the same way. It's like nowadays, this is the only interacting we can do, right? So even a good Zoom call, I'm like, I leave with like that good, successful feeling like, oh, she liked me. Are you an extrovert? <laughs> um, no. I mean, wait, what's the one where you like to go out and be with everybody? That extrovert. one. Extrovert. Yeah, extrovert. Right. Because yeah. you're external. I try and put little, you know, reminding rhymes to go with them. Yeah. I like to be out. I need to be out. Yeah, I was talking, I think you interviewed, I was talking to my friend Sharita Bell and she's an extrovert and she said the same thing. She's like, just like being on a Zoom call or like going out in public, like I just get like recharged for multiple days. It's true. It, it's the like, opposite. It's exhausting, <laughs> but it's also so essential for me and who I am. Like I go crazy locked up. I just finished two weeks of total isolation, you know, coming back to Canada from the US and it was terrifying. I think I'm still like reassociating with reality and the world around me now because total isolation is not for everyone. No, no. <laughs> no. I've been training for it my whole life, but <laughs> like after this, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It totally makes sense though why you're with Naked News because you like, if you enjoy yeah, it. It's been, it's been an interesting, I've been with them for only like maybe four years now, but it's one of those brands, one of those like legacies that you just hear about. And the more that I, you know, got experience on camera with Naked News, the more often I would hear when we'd be on location, oh my gosh, that thing is still around? Is Naked News still on? Naked News is still a thing. So I heard this, you know, three years ago, making it my last, you know, big push in the last little while has been changing that. So people go, I remember you last year. I remember you the year before, you know, like getting the name back out there. Yes. I love it. Do you do only their travel stuff or do you do everything? I, uh, well, let's get right into it. I'm the lead anchor on the show. I say that with total confidence and pride in what I do. Oh, yeah. I don't just appear on camera and read a teleprompter. (laughs) I also write a lot of the content. I direct a lot of the content. I handle all the logistics for like any of the travel we do when it's, you know, uh, for the AVN or whether it's for XBiz or literally whether there's a swingers cruise that's going down the Danube River in, in, you know, Eastern Europe. And I have to go make sure those arrangements are all in place. I handle all of that. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I saw yourself overseas and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so jealous. She's naked on a boat. Like, Uh, yeah, we did Alaska, which, That's all cold. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And people should put it on their bucket list because we were on this giant boat in Alaska approaching one of the first big icebergs that was visible on the trip. As the boat's getting closer, everyone that's uh, there in attendance is jumping to the front. They want to see that beautiful reveal. They want the breeze. I took it the next step further. I took all my clothes off and just took in all of that like iceberg breeze. It just hit me and it was sexy. (laughs) And cold. (laughs) And the nipples. (laughs) But it's a sexy feeling. It's like nature is suddenly seducing you and it's the biggest lover you've ever known. It's like this wind it just goes whoosh (laughs) i was immediately aroused it was incredible sounds like fun yeah lots of travel there's lots of things you can do naked surprisingly i mean you get to learn to be real sneaky though you know nudity is one of my favorite things trying to find a way to pull it off in certain cities i mean i'm always up for that challenge i love have you ever had any issues or you just like unzip just kind of 
We were in Salzburg in Austria, where, of course, The Sound of Music is set. So it brings a very family-friendly tourist group. And we were doing a Naked in the Street segment where I was asking, I believe I was asking the question, what's the difference between uh, American women and European women? You know, whether you're flirting with them, whether you're fucking them, whether you're, it was dumb, fluff, silly little piece. But, you know, I, I had my tits out in the middle of this really nice square. I was just topless. I wasn't even naked, just topless. And I got scolded by so many Fathers, <laughs> fathers. No, I'm surprised because usually, like Europe, like doesn't give a shit about anything. I know, right? Like, I'm like, <laughs> look at this statue right here, you guys. This statue has her tits out. Like, <laughs> like her whole bush is out. So you know, I was shut down there twice, and then we just you know moved to another square. No big deal. I gotta give you credit because if someone yelled at me for being topless, I'd probably cry. <laughs> it's, such a weird feeling. it's such a weird feeling because I don't care how liberated you are or how confident you are. There's still that moment where your mind contemplates shame and you're like, yeah. should I be ashamed of myself? Oh God, this really is my lowest low. And then you go, no, fuck this. You've got a problem. That's not my problem. And most of the world shouldn't have this problem. So fuck you. Well, yeah, I, love exactly. it. I love it so much. You know? <laughs> I want you to be that little voice inside my head all the time. <laughs> it's like you have to know which one to listen to because there are moments. And, and I think that it's like the definition of living to find yourself caught between those as often as possible because it's about making decisions, the ones that are right uh, morally and to the people around you, but also right for you. Yeah, and, I and, agree. You, know, you got to listen to those, both of them, all of them, however many are in there, listen to them. Has it always, did it come easy to you to just like be like, fuck this, I'm just going to, I know me, or is it kind of like what happened over time? It's so strange. So I'm an identical twin and uh, growing up having someone who shares your exact body, your exact- Girl body, or guy? Girl. She's in New York. Uh, funny enough, she lives there and I lived there for years, but she lives there. And before all this naked news stuff, I was in burlesque. So I'd worked some strip clubs and did more traditional stripping. I also did a huge like legacy career in burlesque where I toured Europe and uh, made a name for myself through the States doing a bunch of tours. And I was always comfortable taking my clothes off. There's something that's like, incredibly affirming about it. Not because, oh, I'm so hot. It's just like you can capture an intimacy with complete strangers in in this beautiful way. I mean, I I was always in love with it, but having an identical twin made it difficult because she started saying to me, Laura, you know, I I can't go to your shows because my partner might be there. And then he's going to be thinking about me, you know, looking like you, you doing those moves. I should be doing those moves. I can't handle that, Laura. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. We're very different people because of it. So is your sister like very shy and reserved? She's so she is such a good person. <laughs> so wait, is that different? She is such a good person. She has dedicated her life to like naturopath, Chinese medicine, alternative Aww. healing, yoga, like just a saint. So and, cool. Well, one of us has to be, and that's her. <laughs> And that's, I love that you got, so, you got the devil and the uh, the angel, right? <laughs> She's like, I remember, she goes, yeah, remember when we used to do cocaine? That was so funny. I'm like, Sophie, like, I had a major problem with it. <laughs> like, you might have been able to just say, yeah, let's do a little and go enjoy the night. That was not me. We're very different people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ident- identical in look, but not anything else. Yeah. No, exactly. But the one area that we are the same is our taste in people. We've had the exact same attraction for the same type of person. There isn't a specific type of person because I can't, I can't define it, but our whole life growing up being, you know, crazy teenagers going to punk concerts in downtown Toronto, leather jackets, half-shaved heads, whatever. We would always say, no, I saw him first. <laughs> I saw her first. I saw that person first. You better back up. And it's yeah. been this lifelong like competitiveness She's just trying to play on, you know, a different, a different angle these days. And now I, I know why she didn't want to take her partner to your show. There <laughs> you go, right? There you go. And I, I, I respect it. We have a great relationship. 
now, you know, it's taken yeah. some time, but, but for sure. Great relationship. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's an apocryphal story or not, but I've heard that some twins, especially identical can have their own languages with each other. Yeah. Were you guys like that? Where you uh, could talk absolutely. and no one knew what you were saying? It's the, you know, when people are like, oh my God, we always just finish each other's sentences and it's yeah. put on. You can tell they've rehearsed that, whether it's a couple yeah. or siblings. We actually do that though. It's <laughs> weird. We also, this one's a little bit kooky and I know people are going to be like, Laura's been huffing the tarot, but um, <laughs> we, we've got the same dreams and we can speak about it back and forth to each other, like filling in details that you would only know if you were inside that dream in that moment. So we've definitely had those weird so connections. Yeah. yeah, it's really, it's awesome. But like, that's where the most intense mental torture ability comes from. Like, <laughs> we, can, we can destroy each other with just one look. Now, when I go to New York, whether it's for work or vacation, whatever, I stay with her and I can go out, have a wonderful evening, behave myself to the fullest, but I'll come back to her place and she'll give me a look like, you were up to no good and it'll <laughs> shatter me till the next morning. I serious. <laughs> it's crazy. Is she doing okay in New York? She's doing good. It's I, I look at me always making it about myself. This is why we didn't get along for a while. She's doing great over <laughs> the door. Um, it's, it's an incredible time. And I don't know how to say this without sounding like a complete psychopath, but the intensity that's happening, especially in New York City with how dense it is dealing with a pandemic, dealing with uh, a social and civil rights movement once again, it's like seeing all of this action just so packed into a city, being there like I was two weeks ago was incredible. You have to love New York for that intensity. And right now it's just at Full blast. Yeah, there's yeah, definitely, definitely no place like New York. <laughs> yeah, New York is, a, is one in its own. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so addictive? Like, <laughs> it is. Like, Vic, why are we so in love with it? It's not. It's everything. It's literally everything. I mean, Paris is Paris and London is London and Tokyo is Tokyo, but New York is everything all jammed together in one spot. And like, it knows how to make you feel like shit so deeply personal. And yet it also knows how to like suck your dick better than anyone could. It's, yeah. 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 it's a toxic relationship. Yeah, it is. It's like a toxic right? partner. You can't, you can't break up with it. It's just with you. You can't. You'll always be in love with it. It'll always yeah. have a hold on you. I'm surprised you're back in Canada. You're not still in New York. I'm surprised you snuck away. I know. I'm a, I'm a dual citizen, so I get really excited about jumping the border a lot and moving around. And, you know, I'm sure a medical professional would prescribe me something for this state of mind, but I think it's <laughs> adventure-seeking. And, um, and so I'm thinking about making a move back. Ooh. Like, I can't resist it any longer. <laughs> it's New York City, and, and you don't feel inspired like that. There's a, a very specific kind of fuel and adrenaline that happens in that city, and uh, mm -hmm. it surges through you and creates some of your most desperate but also inspired personal contributions, art, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And so I love mm -hmm. it. You know, it's definitely the Frank Sinatra. Like, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere because it's just got that vibe. Like, it's not an easy city, but if you survive, man, you can survive anywhere, any situation. Absolutely. Like, you've, Danny, you've had the dream. You've done art shows in New York City. Is that not the coolest fucking thing ever? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's pretty surreal. I mean, like, anything there is just like, it feels like you're in a movie all the time. Yeah. No, that's, and that's why I love it. Like, I seriously, in New York, I'll stop in the middle of a rainstorm and just swing around a lamppost and, <laughs> and, yes. and make out with the person to my right, whoever it is. <laughs> like, the first time I saw snow in New York, I made him take me to Central Park, and, we, and he was miserable. And I was just like, yes! Oh, like, wait, Vic, are you a New Yorker through and through? Yeah, from, from birth to now, yeah. <laughs> Come on, you can. Do you not get that bit of excitement saying, you know what, if someone wants to go do snow in Central Park, let's fucking do it because it's the best snow you're gonna see. The world. I mean, it's kind of it's like taking a kid to Disney World for the first time, but you know, 
There comes a point in time where you're like, all right, I've done this for 53 years. Okay, <laughs> I'm over the snow in New York yeah. City. Yeah. And then you get the snow hangover the next day where it's all like black sludge. You're like, oh, this is reality. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of day that Bob Dylan wrote some of his greatest anthems during. You know what I mean? Yeah. The days that freeze you and chill you to the wet inner stone cold of yourself. My God, yeah. it's a bleak and sad Or if you step in the death puddle up to your knee yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah day ruined or you yeah that's when I mean, you realize that your shoes are cheap and they're done there's <laughs> nothing like that feeling of when it just like comes in the sides <laughs> and you're like is this snow drinks or pee like i don't know <laughs> It's really miserable, but I, I don't, I couldn't live without seasons. Like I need East coast in that sense. Like I love having that full opportunity for like fantasy looks and wardrobe and like nights out that are just, they're different experiences when you have all the seasons. I think you appreciate it more when it's scarce. Like I grew up on the West coast where every day is 70 degrees and you're just like, it's great, but you don't really appreciate it. Where like, if you get a really nice day in New York, everybody's out. Everyone wants to do oh, stuff. It's very it's like, we don't know when the next day is going to be, so let's go take advantage. It's true. Yeah. It really, really is. But fuck, don't even get me started on I this. Know, right? How did you jump from burlesque in New York to head news anchor? Like, how did this happen? Where's the in-between? So um, I left New York City to move back to Toronto for a relationship. Okay. Don't Always ever, listeners, don't ever do this. <laughs> I do this. Moved back for a relationship. Terrible thing to anchor a decision like that on. But I moved back and started pushing my burlesque more than just performing it. I wanted to create shows. So I did a bunch of different uh, different kinds of uh, productions throughout the city. I took that on the road, did some Canadian work, blah, blah, blah. I start touring a lot as a burlesque performer and MC. Uh, I get a phone call, or maybe it was an email, from one of the uh, anchors at Naked News who said, Laura, we really want you to come in and teach a burlesque class for the show. How to do a sensual striptease, how to, you know, that poise and that beautiful femme fatalishness, what it not, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I come in and do it, and then they they just somehow, like, seduced me into auditioning. And Forget it. It was like, we actually have an opening for like a producer position too. Would you like it? I said, fucking stack it up. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So like there was maybe five years in that time that I moved home back to Mm. Toronto and did all of my performance, crazy cabaret nightlife shit here. And then got back to like a real job and, uh, and naked nose. And now you're the head anchor, which is incredible. Hell Yeah. You're damn right I am. Do you you miss burlesque or do you feel like you like quote got it out of your system or do you feel like this is like the, like you did everything you wanted to do and like, this is a new chapter. I hate this question because it's one that I need to answer for myself. Like Uh, you're so apt. You're right in here right now because (laughs) I was trying to do both of those lives for a long time. Right. Mm -hmm. Getting ready to be on camera at 9am and then still going out and performing on stage and because I'm addicted to it. I love the production. I love the, the rush. Oh, give it yeah. to me. And they, ha- they have similarities, but just unfortunately not the same time of day. <laughs> it's like you burn the fuck out. So I'm at yeah. this point where I've got a closet full of shit, a trunk full of shit, uh, a wig mountain, and feather oh was just like there's like a room that I don't open. You know, it's the attack of the feathers and the boas. (laughs) I don't open that door because I don't know if it is something that I can continue with. I mean, I hate to, I know that it's an industry that's trying to elevate so much. It's a a facet of entertainment that really wants to come back and pull big bank and live off of this career, but it's really difficult. And a nonverbal form of entertainment, which I realized is not my strength, okay? this yeah usually that's like for people like me who are shy (laughs) that like to you know not have to say anything and it is that is such a fun element to it but I just I don't know if I can live both of these lives anymore I think I'm saying farewell to burlesque this year Uh, do you have a favorite do you have a favorite show you did uh oh gosh Oh, well I used to run this club in Toronto and I mean I was the uh creative director 
Oh, very cool. I like that. So you're not just like, you're not MC. It's a good title. I mean, we were in the depths of my love of anything to make me go fast, but uh, (laughs) I was creative director for this nightclub called Candyland. And I remember the owners said to me, Laura, we want police to shut this joint down. I want you to bring the most outrageous, illegal, uh, controversial (laughs) material you can bring. And so we would do a different show every weekend we would do thursday friday saturday and it was a nightclub with a big stage very much like the box in new york so they were fucking fucking content i ended up bringing a lot of performers from the box to Candyland, but then we just we got weird i had a great group of performers we used to do nights like uh tarantino tribute nights so we would have you know different acts some of them was a girl climbing up in the silks dressed in a reservoir dogs outfit and then yeah. her down and she would spin out of this giant aerial silk onto the audience dripping blood or, oh so cool you know, nights where i i mean my lowest point was an act that had me as this giant pregnant housewife smoking yeah. a baby that kept vomiting at me and I, I really wish that I was censoring that this was not the truth but I put that baby in a bathtub in front of me and then I stood on top of this bathtub and like faux birthed this thing and yeah. it was just like there was I shaved my head on that stage I pierced my nose oh, on that stage. <laughs> Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> it was wild. I fucked champagne bottles on that stage. Oh like, my God, I'm so bad I didn't see this. <laughs> yeah, we never got shut down. Funny enough, though, uh, about a month ago, that club, which is now under a different name, a new ownership, did get shut down for having a sneaky, sneaky late night 200 person private party, no masks, no social distancing. So oh, yeah, that'll do it. Birthing on stage, totally fine, but don't get together without masks. Go right ahead and fuck the champagne bottle, but make sure you're wearing a mask and you're six feet apart. That's what I'm saying. I was so, I was laughing my ass off because, you know, we tried for years. I mean, like years of all my cast being fantastically creative. All of us were thinking, how the fuck do we make it weird this week? And that was a couple years of my life. How do we make it weird? Let's go crazier, deeper, darker. And those were my favorite shows. Seriously. There's a There's a lot of creativity. Yeah. A lot of creativity. It's not the norm. No. And it's like one week we'd go from Marie Antoinette themed cake sittings and champagne bottle fuckings. That was in that show. Yes. The next week we would do Mad Max and I would take a big uh, oil gasoline canister and pour it all over myself. Like we did ridiculous shit in there. I love, but it made for great stories. It really did. People don't believe it. They're like, no, you Yeah. Don't. No one ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People stories, yeah. Especially in our industry. It's like, Okay, you're like, no, but really, like... <laughs> no, we're actually, that's... Not- <laughs> don't you, like, require that for your entertainment? Like, a touch of that? Isn't that a special thing when you can get, like, such a wide spectrum of reactions from your audience? Yeah, exactly. And just, like, the collecting stories. Like, when I'm old, I want to have a cool stories from when I'm younger. I don't want it to be, like, boring. And then I, I live a salad. fun yeah. life, you know? And, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what? I, I tried a couple cool uh, different Mediterranean dishes. That was my life. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> One day, no. like, croutons. You know? yeah, exactly. The day I grated that cheese on it, though, whoa, that was. <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, that was that was the, That's the old saying, right? No good story ever started with "I had kale salad." No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We're also done with this kale craze, aren't we? Like, is it just? I hope so. God. <laughs> I hate it so I hope much. So. <laughs> give me Italian food. Give me uh, pasta. I need carbs. Like, what, what 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 nondescript leafy vegetable will be next? Yeah, <laughs> well, one of them is going to be making a, a comeuppance, and I don't. It'll probably start in Los Angeles. Some chef is going to wrap it around something, you know, godforsaken, <laughs> and this will be. Well, like the cauliflower pizza that started yeah. in LA. It'll be endive, endive. That's that's my call. It's going to be endive because you haven't you know, heard of that one. I, I know that all of that shit is healthier, but I've never known gas. Like after I eat one of these like really healthy diets. Healthy, oh yeah. Like I don't know if it's that I'm built with like just bad toxins and shit, and this is like you know you're putting that. <laughs> with me, but, it's like every flushing time. out years. Yeah. Like I try and do this healthy thing, and every time I go for any like chopped salad dish, whatever. Uh, this is a vegan seitan tempeh fusion, whatever. I always get 
the most insane gas. <laughs> so not good for date night. No yeah. date night. Never. 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 Definitely not the. Now you got to wonder, like, <laughs> Italy's got one of the oldest populations in Europe, and they eat olive oil, cheese, and wine. He doesn't wear <laughs> lotion. He's like, my husband's full silly. He does not put on lotion, and his skin, it looks great. I'm like, you guys both have such beautiful eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you. Is this going to be visual or just audio? No, this is visual. <laughs> okay, good. Because I'm like, people, take note. I don't know if it's just today. But they are immaculate, and my God, are they lovely. I have a shit ton of mascara on. I do not. good jeans. (laughs) You love butterfly kisses. They would get tangled if you two put your eyes together and, like, blinked. They would. They would. Super gross Hallmark movie style. 100%. That would be horrifying. (laughs) It has to be a porn genre, right? Butterfly kisses or something. Oh, there's a fetish for it. So are are you doing your podcast with Romy? Podcast with Romy. Listen, we went two fantastic seasons and thank you for asking because I know nothing has been stated officially. We haven't made a, a, an official release on what happened, but people are starting to ask me because I'm getting comments on my new podcast that Danny, you were on. And uh, the, the truth is, is we went two outstanding seasons. I Both of us loved the project and loved working with each other. End of day, season three wasn't in the cards. People didn't Mm -hmm. want to do it. You know, maybe there was things, you know, happened as they did. And so you guys are on on opposite coasts too. So it probably wasn't easy just to even coordinate. Oh, I mean, it was, I loved how many trips I took to Los Angeles. (laughs) Let me tell you, uh, there was some great production weeks that I lived at the Roosevelt and I would step into my convertible after the valet brought it around and I would drive with the top down, you know, down La Brea towards our (laughs) fucking recording studio with an iced coffee, a joint, listening to whatever California radio's on, probably the Eagles or two. The Eagles, yeah, I was just gonna say, it's gotta be the Eagles. (laughs) I don't know if life is gonna get better than that, so... I'm missing it dearly. <laughs> let's let's be honest. It's not the same as walking through Times Square and having a bum screaming at you in a language you've never heard of before and somebody oh telling you give God. him five bucks to yell at him, you know? Totally <laughs> different. Yeah, with a hot dog, a cigarette, and, and a big fuck you. <laughs> you know? Big difference. <laughs> but why does that also feel good sometimes? I don't I, know. I don't know. I think it's all about the balance. There is, like, glamour in, in L.A., and I'll give them that, but there's just grunge in New York. It's, I like it's good both ways yeah. did you guys ever live in la i did i did i not. know you did but would you ever like say you know no what? No, no, no it's not my cup of tea it's just no. i lived there and i tried i bounced around i tried every area of la and i just could not find somewhere that worked for me I, i'm a true new yorker i despise la <laughs> with every fiber every of my time we go, hate it. i we literally friends, hate it as soon as we land he starts sneezing and I he gets allergies the entire time we're there yeah. Oh no! And it's it's not a California thing because I actually love San Francisco and I love San Diego and I love the I despise LA with every fiber of my existence. It's, your body like rejects it. It's sad. Yeah, literally, literally. Okay. It's like yeah. And I've been and I worked. I I was in and out of LA for a week, almost every six weeks, doing PR there. And every time I went there, it would it always reminded me of the reverse of New York. LA, you start the day feeling energized, and it just the shit out of you. <laughs> New York, you walk out the door a little tired and you get hit with this great energy and you're like, okay, I'm going to tackle the day. It's just, I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> what an interesting way to put it. Look, that's so apt. Like, yeah, that's, that's, like that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah New, New York is, I always thought New York was really, I mean, you hit that street in New York, I mean, not right now, the second, but you hit that street in New York and everybody's moving, they're hustling, they're working their asses off. People are, you know, you went to LA, I could never figure out what anybody did. I well, spent all my time trying to, what do you do? How do you make money? It's like, you know. I know, and that is the part of it that's just kind of, mm, you know, like I'm trying to decide, would I want to relocate LA or New York, LA or New York? And holy shit, that's such a tough one to ask yourself when you're in this like entertainment world, but it's kind of adult, but you're skirting mm-hmm. this line and who's going to take a chance on you for that late night talk show you've been trying to get forever, Laura, you know, like mm-hmm. it's hard to know because yeah. that is something that's very possible and has been successful in both of those cities. Absolutely. I know I'm more of a New Yorker though, deep down. Like I know that. 
Well, you if you want seasons, vibes. yeah, you definitely have New York vibes. If you want seasons, obviously you have to pick New York. If you want the better weather, I mean, LA does have better weather than New York. Did I hear you say late night talk show? Is that your dream job? Yes, it is. And I think everyone at every point in their life should still have a dream job. Okay? No, I know. I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm 100% for it. When I grow up. But when I, I love it. Like, that's literally the dream. And honeys, it took me a while to figure out what it was that, you know, I wanted to do with all this. And, like, I'm 31, so I've got to start <laughs> really putting some uh, blinders on here and just going for it. But that's that's the dream. I don't think so. I don't think there's ever a, a max. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, there are people, you know, Sidney Greenstreet started his acting career at 72 and was in the Maltese Falcon in Casablanca. So, you know, you can do, you can do oh anything. Oh my God. Oh, you know what? I, I, and I'm trying to do more of that now. That's like the minute that you hit 30 or like mm-hmm. in and around there, the farewell of the twenties, like there is a very crazy thing that happens to your head where you give a lot less fucks you're like not interested don't have time for it your opinion does not matter to me but it's really start going shit it's moving this is really going forward these years are coming they're going like what are we gonna do you want to really not give a fuck cross the 50 line Let me tell you how little fucks I get. People tell me about their problems and I'm like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, you have, Vic has literally no Zero fucks. fucks. If you require a fuck to save your life, I am not the guy to look at it. There are I, no fucks here. None. I can't wait for that metamorphosis to set Ugh. in. I think the skin, like my chest plate's just gonna open and I will emerge as just this solid red devil that says, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> And then, like, one last fluck will fly away. (laughs) One will fly, and then after that, I'm just going to sit there like a gargoyle and scratch my ass in the center of Times Square. Hello! Exactly. There there is literally, there is truly nothing more freeing than not giving a flying fuck what anybody says to you. There's literally nothing more. Okay, good. I'm glad that's your opinion. Bye. (laughs) Like, it's super essential when you're trying to you know, chase shit for yourself that isn't necessarily accepted by the majority of people. It's like what you were saying when you were in Europe and that guy shamed you for being topless. It's like getting to that point where you're like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm doing what makes me happy. Fuck you. Who touched you when you were a kid? Because that's obviously the problem. What's the problem with Bob's? (laughs) You know, a lot of the times there's a lot of shit that people have not investigated about their life and the kinds of reactions that it's caused them to have. Like, fuck, go internal, people. You're sitting at home, especially, I don't know when this will air, but you're in quarantine, most likely, or <laughs> life's different. Take some time for yourself, yeah. you know? It, was it difficult for you to go from, like, performing nude to being filmed nude? Because I feel like a lot of women, or a lot of people, yeah. men, male or female, have that. That's, like, the line where you're like, ooh, you yeah. know? absolutely strange it was a very different set of skills and and pride and confidence in the way to express because uh funny enough you know news anchoring we still handle the news on naked news even though as i'm saying it i'm unbuttoning and donald trump today met with russian officials to discuss the latest like i'm still like teasing you the whole way but you have to deliver it so that people understand what the fuck you're saying to them and being filmed we have like an ass cam at uh, at the show, so there's as opposed to a hero cam, you have an ass cam. <laughs> there's an ass cam that's just dedicated to your ass, and I prefer like a 2D presentation of myself. Where like if I want to, you know, give you the front of me, I'll give you the front of me. It's yes. Like, if I want to turn around and give you the back, I give you the back. But to have to hold some kind of fucking uh, positioning, some kind of you oh. know structural composure that cocks the ass out, holds the tits up, Tommy. <laughs> the news still moves like there are some oh. and knots that are in when i'm posing my front my ass does not look attractive at all <laughs> like that's what and, i'm saying and it's in 4k so <laughs> yeah. you know you're seeing everything 4k and like there's there's uh, there's all these insane 
I don't even want to talk about the people on Reddit, but my <laughs> God, did they read you to filth? Like they love critiquing everything about the manicuring of the naked news, pubic hair. Oh um, my God. Right, because I've taken all of my month off. I haven't been on the show in a month. I'm going back on Monday uh, and I've grown a full bush. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. <laughs> Now, do I wear it on set or do I bail out last minute? Are yeah, you, go for no, it. No, you go. Are there no. any other bush girls? I can't. No. Everyone's no. shaved, right? For the Everyone's most part? Everyone's shaved. There's like maybe a small little like, there's a, I, little, a tiny landing strip, but not even a landing strip. It's like a fucking stiletto heel right yeah. into you. Yeah. <laughs> Hitler, a strip, a Hitler strip, mustache. It was right? like a super <laughs> strip. I used to have one. It was like super, th- like there's no point. Like it looks like you missed <laughs> Well, it also, like, it, to me, it's like I have, like, longer lips there anyways. So if you're going to draw a line, it just looks like they continue going down all the way. deflated testicles or something. Like, yeah. fucking no. I don't need to give you a fucking David Copperfield optical illusion of this giant pussy. It's already huge. Yeah, it's right there. It's Here it is. <laughs> I think you should go full... I Go like for it. Your bush is back. I'm into it. I, I mean, it. as a bush girl myself, I am supportive of the shit. Well, like recently, the last couple of days, I've actually been like looking up different people's bushes just to see. So like, yes, Danny, in recent days, I've been doing, you know, Danny, Danny, Danny Daniels Bush, Danny Daniels, Danny, Dannybush.com. Like I've been doing it to make sure that, yes, this is what I want. And every time I see your bush, I'm like, Fucking keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I have long lips like you. I just like I don't know. Just yeah, you know. And 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 Give it a hat. We, we need to show this shit if we're gonna you know try and let other people feel normal about their bodies. That's a big thing. I am all for body modification changes, mm-hmm. tune ups that you want to do. Go ahead. My face is full of it. But you know, end of day there are natural parts of our bodies that are going to look a little different if we haven't had anything done to make them that Barbie, you know. Yeah, perfection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Little, you know. I'm here exactly. to show what fucking real pussy looks like, hennies. Imperfection is sexy. Deal, you were talking about Reddit. How do you deal with negativity? Because I feel like a lot of performers in the industry like have to, you know, it sucks when you show your most vulnerable self in a sense you're you know as some people would say you're you being naked and then people on reddit roasting like oh he looks like you're three months pregnant like how do you Uh, really try i didn't even i've never logged on to reddit until like seven months ago just didn't want to go there didn't care i'd always heard about it but Mm -hmm. i i you know started looking up my own name going through there seeing what it is Sure enough, uh, one of the one of the latest amazing threads that I saw under the Naked News Reddit was uh, a ranking where they had viewers or uh, Reddit members ranking the all time ever cast of Naked News in order of favorite, best to last. Where do you think I was? Oh no! You should be favorite. The very bottom. Oh no! Every time, every fucking time, and of course I like smoked 30 joints that night, really got in my feelings, felt horrible, uh, was crying to a couple different people on the phone. And then I realized, stupid, you're a fucking adult. Tell them to fuck themselves. And the one thing that always brings me back forever and for always, and and people should try this, uh, I watch a little drag race. Seriously. (laughs) That's a really good idea. Serious. You need to oh channel that inner, like, yeah. superhero version of yourself. Because I believe drag queens are superheroes, superhuman representations of who whoever they are already. It's just, you know, big, boosted, mm-hmm. unapologetic. And I'll watch, you know, a couple episodes or, you know, even two minutes. And I'm feeling better already. I'm like, you know what? Fuck them. That's a great, yeah, because they don't give a fuck. No, I, 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 <laughs> I wish my, I wish I was as strong as them. I used right. to do the PR for the large, the largest drag event in New York City called Night of a Thousand Gowns. Yes. They do not give a fuck. 
And it was probably the most fun that I have had doing PR in my life. And my interns would all look forward to it because you never knew what was going to happen. Didn't know what was going to happen. And that's just it. And it's like, it's this attitude. You, you mm-hmm. have to have that attitude if you're going to pursue that art form. I mean, talk about a legacy of having to stand up against adversity. But oh, yeah. you know, it's also part of the drag itself is being larger than life and and that and really just saying fuck you to those who say that's not for them or want to speak out against it that's okay Mm -hmm. um and for that mindset i i did a lot i've had a lot of years around drag queens and sharing dressing rooms with them some of my closest friends are queens canada's drag race just launched this year and so watching a bunch of friends battling it out and it's weird but it's you know it's it's these are you need to be aware of these these places to go to to feel better and that's mine drag yeah. right no but i'm gonna it. try that it's like actually really it's hard it's hard because if you're on such a spectacle and if it's like if one bad photo or one bad image or one bad moment it's just you just get pulled from the ringer and it's like there's days where i can handle it or anyone and there's days where you're just like it I can't do it today. It doesn't matter do if a million today. people said something good about yeah, you. You just, just have one, one and asshole. Just, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's that one fucking comment. And mm-hmm. you really, you, you got to remind yourself, people, if you're being, you know, bullied or, or sent messages that like, that's one person, they're mm-hmm. a horrible loser of a human being. And that's not you. And hopefully they don't have access to you in the real world. Just let it go. Yeah. We did uh, We did an episode of Dinner with Danny that had the guys on it, and Aaron Smallhands said, yeah, yeah. you're commenting on my life. I win. Even if it's a negative comment, you're taking time out of your day to watch me. I win. I win. I mean, think about it. It's like... It, you know, that's what a compliment. I, I possessed your mind to the degree that it became an action and left your body. I took some of that ability from you because I hired you enough that you had to write to me like like that's nature i captured you that much that you probably jerked off to you yeah Yeah, no you did i know you did (laughs) that's that's right exactly you own the space in their head right that's it don't let them own a space in yours yep that's the way put that on a fucking t-shirt right now sell it (laughs) I just have my Galileo t-shirt on now. So I love it. I, love I just saw it. Oh my God. That is genius. What a good pop culture shirt. It's a great, great shirt. My Galileo. Genius. Absolutely genius. I love it. Do you want to do questions? Yep. It's we're time for my questions. You ready? Yay. You ready? So what's the most annoying question people ask you? Uh, most annoying question people ask me is, uh, if I'm going to grow my hair out. No, oh, Jesus Christ. Which hair? I get a lot of like, you'd be a lot prettier if you grew your hair out or, you know, if you had longer hair, it'd be more feminine. I get that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Schmucks. Uh, what's your favorite way to eat a potato? Oh, <laughs> I like a potato. I like cheesy scalloped potato. Uh, a fucking mountain of them with lots of cheese. Oh, I, yeah. I thought being Canadian, we were going to get poutine. I know, right? Which is also incredibly irresistible. I mean, finger licking, lip smacking good. Absolutely. But I, I reach my fill at how salty it is after a while. It gets so salty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I get that. What would the title of your autobiography be? This is my life. That's what it would be. I love it. (laughs) Just nice and easy. What's been the biggest turning point in your life so far? Ooh, oh, I love this one. Biggest turning point. Fucking hell. Biggest turning point would be, honestly, I don't want to give naked news that credit. I just can't give it to them, you know, (laughs) but but pursuing myself in that way. I wish I could tailor this into something really like cutting out white sugar, but the biggest turning point, it, it would be investing in myself for that confidence to do what I do. And that being like, you know what? 
fuck laying back and letting yourself, you know, fall into the mishmash, uh, you know, of whatever, following along. Make shit for yourself. Make it happen. So probably working at that show, Candyland, uh, that was probably a turning point. Because no. quite honestly, like, I, we got just so ugly, it was unbelievable. And then you're like, everything else is easy. Yeah, then it's all, it's all downhill from there. That's what it. are you most proud of? <laughs> most proud of? Yes. Hmm. Most proud of, I grew up going to the Toronto Film Festival for years. I was obsessed with it. I love the rush of going movie theater to movie theater, bumping into celebrities. Oh my God, the red carpet hustle and bustle. I fucking love that shit. And this past year, I, I worked the red carpet for TIFF and actually had a press spot. I was very far down in the line. But Naked News... I don't know who or how the fuck we got accepted to being on that press line, but we did. And I got the chance to hold a microphone that said I work for a show that, you know, is is nude, but I'm still a legit player in the game. And I had, you know, I got to ask Christian Bale what it was like punching Matt Damon in the face for Ford versus Ferrari. And like that to me was like like a person with a nude, uh, sexually open background is allowed to participate in this mainstream game. Thank you. I'm proud. Yeah. And then people people actually interviewed with you and didn't just walk by you. You know what I mean? That's just it. It's like, they weren't like, Oh God, we have to avoid that. It says nudity something. What? No. Like they were there. They came by. I don't know how I pulled it off and it was phenomenal. And I still have, of course I have all the footage. And I think that people don't realize like how, especially like when you are a sex worker, like when you're treated like everyone else, how much we appreciate it. Absolutely. It really is. And it's, that's, that's such a beautiful thing is like, there are such simple ways to just bring a humanity to anyone who's touched a part of sex work. And it's just don't, you know, don't let the shame set in. But also then when you have a moment like me saying I got these huge mainstream interviews, like that to me was very affirming. It was either that at TIFF as most proud moment, or it was being, <laughs> clearly I'm still rolling, or it was being the, um, uh, the lead anchor for the Amber Rose slut walk two years ago. So that was crazy. Cause when you're marching uh, at the front of it with a series of, you know, people that understand and accept and, you know, are a part of a love and a change we want to see in the world like that. It was just emotional as all fuck. That's, That's really great. cool. Yeah. yeah. What takes up too much of your time? Uh, Instagram. <laughs> you and everybody else that I asked that question. Anyone said anything <laughs> the Hitachi magic wand. Yeah. But that's not, I mean, that has a positive result. Instagram does not. Yeah. 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 Oh. Sometimes I go to bed and I feel the bruise on my clitoris just going, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. oh, yeah. Okay. You're like, like, oh, I'm not going to walk right for three days. Do <laughs> so you get dick down? No, I just Hitachi'd myself. <laughs> oh, God. What is your favorite smell? My favorite smell is, uh, I really like patchouli. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I like, um, earthy, musky yumminess, um, musky smells. I also like the smell of really wet, old, dark basements. I also love the smell of gasoline. Yeah, gasoline. Gasoline's a biggie. Yeah, yeah. gasoline's a biggie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, like, musky, like, after the rain. Oh, yeah. Love that. Pretty much like how all of Scotland smells. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Clearly, I need to go. Oh, yeah, you do. You absolutely do. What gets you fired up? Uh, Coffee and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, what gets me knowing that I have a Botox or filler appointment that gets me <laughs> that keeps you working. Yes. Oh my god! What do you wish you knew more about? I wish I knew more about American history. I mean that being a dual citizen, growing up mostly in Canada. Um, I had the option of taking an American history course and I didn't do it. And it's something that I'm trying to catch up with now, the more that I work, live and pursue America, especially with the direction and the recent times of it, yeah. observing the history, being aware of where those connections happen throughout time. I need to brush up on it. That's where I want to get better. 
like Great. That's cool. Final question. What's the one question you would want everyone you meet to answer? Ooh. I saw your like little mischievous like devil horns pop up. Like, processors <laughs> were going. They're like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honestly, okay, I'll make it. I'll make it a good one, not like a crazy one. Describe your shit. No, um, <laughs> the one question I would have for everyone would be, what do you want to be known for in this life? If you were known as famous for something, if you went down in the history books for something, if there was a catchphrase attached to your name and your life and legacy, like what do you want to be known for? I love that. That's great. Right. That's great. Fun. Shameless plug time. What are we plug plugging? <laughs> okay, everyone, listen up. Okay, you need to get connected with me right here, right now. First of all, nakednews.com is where you're going to find all of my nude online hosting. If you find me on Instagram, it's Laura X Desiree, L-A-U-R-A-X-D-E-S-I-R-E-E. And the link in my bio takes you to all of my uncensored, fabulous content there. Okay, it's on a platform called fan zone. So definitely check it out. Every Friday I host the cam Four happy hour on cam4.com where it's a crazy uh, cam show, variety show, game show. It gets nasty, naughty, and absolutely out of control every Friday. For- I love it. Yes. Sounds like fun. Oh, and then your podcast. Oh my God. Oh, it's such a new baby. Yes. <laughs> My brand new podcast is called Licked and Loaded, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. I know you want to look at it, though. I get it. I'm really hot. So go to YouTube. Look up Licked and Loaded. You'll find it. Moi. And there's even a very special episode with Miss Danny Daniels herself. There you go. Can you do all my promo for me? <laughs> yeah, send, send me what you need. I'll give you a voice memo of options. I lo- it's some, God, no wonder your head anger. It's amazing. Is that, is that episode is up and live now? The, uh... That one's not live yet. What we did do is we launched episode one, which has one of my favorite uh, drag queens, Lady Bunny. That just came out on Thursday. Danny is, I believe, two more episodes. One and, two, and then Danny. You're good. This might actually come out around the same yeah, time. Yeah, we might be. We might be doing <laughs> so that. So after you listen to oh this, oh my god, let's arrange that. Let's do yes. it. Yes. Hopefully, we'll. You know, it'll make yeah. sense. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. No oh, I didn't even plug. I was too excited about your stuff. Um, just go to dannysthings.com. It's got everything there. Um, my OnlyFans is dailybush.com. And uh, thank you guys for listening and liking and subscribing and leaving awesome comments. Um. We don't take sponsors. This is completely free. We just do this for you guys and just to like promote my friends. Yeah. So <laughs> Exactly. And and buy my book. And buy his book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I She's doing my it. promo now too. <laughs> it's greasy from how much I sat with it with tanning oil this summer. It's just like yes. Get it today. Don't wait for it. Get it. Exactly. <laughs> right on Amazon. Can't oh miss it. Oh my gosh. When this is all over and done with and we can go outside, I would love to grab a drink in New York sometime. Yeah. It's on. Alert the authorities. We're taking over the patios. I love it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for being Thank on. you for coming on. See you Woo. soon.